Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome back to Mystical Motherhood's episode 19. In this episode, we talk about the characteristics of a fully awakened human being in the way that they experience their senses. So Katarina's back with us, and we talk about the way she's seeing her world, the way she feels her world, the way that people speak to her, and the music that she listens to, the things that she hears. We talk about touch, taste, and also just her relationship in her physical body to the world around her. And I teach her the importance of enhancing these senses before actually having a baby in order to attract a higher frequency soul. I hope you enjoy. If you learn anything from this episode, please subscribe, tell your friends, and write in with any questions. Enjoy. Hi, Katerina. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. So I want to explain some things that have been coming to me that are really, really, really cool. And it's a new way to think about fertility and the way that the earth is moving. So close your eyes and just stick with me as I describe this to you. So infertility is rising. The rates of infertility are becoming incredibly high and it's estimated by many sources that infertility will rise up to 50% in the next 40 years. And so there's a lot, no one has a defined reason of why this is happening, but we can think of it as being a lot of different things. So it can be the toxins in the air. It could be the heavy types of food that we eat, the marijuana, you know, the smoking and doing drugs, the alcohol, um, just the general health conditions. All of these things can be, you know, equated to why this infertility rate is rising. We can't really get it down to one thing. But if we think about what's happening on an astrological level, so the, the planet, we're moving into the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to move into this age, evolution is natural. And right now, the type of, you know, children, like the physical density of our world is not going to, or the type of people that are being born, isn't going to really work in the age of Aquarius at the level that they say, it, you know, this enlightened age, this golden age of man. So I think infertility is rising because of the physical density of the type of people that are having sex and mating right now. So think about it. Like, so if you're going to have, so evolution's natural, there's always going to be some sort of evolution, but on these, on these, on these planes above us. So when I close my eyes and I go into these higher places, the, there's no density on these planes. So like the higher you go into each of these dimensions or who knows, I haven't been to other planets, but there's a lot of people out there that have, but they have it. There's less density in these beings. Right. And so in order to attract this type of child onto the planet, you have to lose that type of density. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and that can be through the physical, mental and emotional bodies and mind, body, spirit, right? 
I'm trying to think of the, the simplest way to, to, to talk about this. So all of these things that are causing infertility, possibly this people that are going to have these higher rates of infertility, this is going to be into the future as the age of Aquarius keeps going, mm-hmm. is because they have the type of physical density that these type of beings aren't going to be attracted to come into. Oh. Because the type of frequency that the woman runs is the type of being that she's going to attract. And right. so if, if we're going to this enlightened age of man, only these beings of these really, you know, these crystalline etheric type of, you know, high frequency children are going to want to come down into the type of woman that can actually hold it. That, that another type of woman couldn't actually hold that type of energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And so clearing that physical density is not only important to conceive, but it's important for like the evolution of the planet. If you think about it in that way. Yeah. That's possible, right? Yeah. 100%. Okay. So that's one concept. Okay. But then that, that's just, that's, it can be a whole book, but I'm not going to go into that. So another concept I want you to think about is when you think about fertility and holding this type of fertility while you're, while you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So close your eyes and think of a place. So I'm going to describe Glastonbury to you. Avalon, where I was just at. So imagine that you're walking down this beautiful field and there's apple trees blossoming and, Mm. and all of, so this is, this is mother earth's fertility at its highest. So not only is the energy, so you're feeling the energy of the land, the energy frequencies pulsing, right? You can hear the birds. So the birds are singing like in that seventh dimensional tone and there's many different, you know, birds chirping and you can actually hear the buzzing of the bumblebee. And just, you can hear your, it's so silent in nature that you can hear your feet walking on the ground. And then, so you're feeling it, you're hearing it, and then you can smell it too. So you can smell the flowers coming in, you know, is it like, as you walk by, there's jasmine, or as you go by the green leaves, you can smell that, the cut grass, all those high sensations, right? Right. And then, I mean, what are the other sensations? You could, what if it would taste like something? It would maybe taste like sweet bread and honey or, you know, and then, and then the, sixth, the sixth sense. So all the sensations are completely engaged in this high fertility place because that's what Mother Earth is at its best is, is this high fertility experience of, you know, being completely alive. And so the sixth sense is your relationship, your body's relationship to the environment around you. So if you close your eyes, what are you in relationship to the matrix? You know, and where do you fall in that? And how dense is your field in relationship to what you're around? So you've been to, so think of your favorite place in nature. So this is like going to be a constant meditation for you now. Okay, That's one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. So like somewhere you go and anyone who's listening that wants to create a higher frequency or need or wants to have a baby of a higher frequency and or is having problems with fertility you have to know what fertility looks like and the best example of fertility is the mother earth right it is and so so when a being becomes completely awakened their their senses become heightened so in these other dimensions the senses are fully alive So their third eye is open. So all the eye vision is open, right? You can feel everything around you. You can hear things at a higher, it's like all the senses become super, super heightened. But here on earth, we have a dense sensation. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So in order to attract these higher frequency beings, we can't be so dense. Right. Right? A lot of fun. But when you're in nature and you know, when you're walking in nature and you are feeling that vibration of like, like that type of energy, that's a higher frequency. That's Mm. the best way to describe it. So now I'm going to take you to a place that doesn't have that higher frequency. And this is all going to lead up to you understanding how you want to structure your life in a minute. Okay. 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 So now I want you to go to New York city streets or like some grungy, some grungy (laughs) area of streets, you know, like, uh, like it's underneath the highway and it's dirty. Like it's all cement. They've created a big highway above you as you're walking. There's homeless people. Um, there's tents put up. It, there's smells. You're crunching on the ground because there's glass, broken bottles, um, cigarettes, um, needles, all kinds of things. Above you are the cars racing. The energy is just super, super fast, right? The taste in your mouth would be sour. It would smell like fried chicken. Um, you would want to move quickly out of there you would feel really, really tight and scared. You know, the noise is loud and annoying. Um, The taste is sour. The the feeling is icky. Yeah. That's not fertility. No. But that's how a lot of people are living. Yeah. So if you look at these two different types of energies, right? This is like, this is an environmental energy. Yeah. What what type of child, what in the future world that we're creating golden age planet, what type of child is going to be attracted? It's that... Gaia energy, exactly. that high frequency energy. So the people that are keeping maintaining this type of, you know, environment. Yeah. And so let's think of all the things that can affect environment. That can be your job. Mm. You're where, who you're, who are the people in your environment, the types of food that you're eating. Right. The, um, all of the things we've gone through, right. The physical right. things and then your thoughts and emotions and yeah. then your spiritual connection to God right? So all of those things aren't alive under the subway. They're just not at the same level as like, you know, and so, and so the high fertility woman is going to, I mean, am I just making sense as I make a lot of sense. Okay. So now I'm going to break it down. So, and it also remember from the last week when I took you through the meditation of what would be, you know, if you were to have all the senses you know, as you're conceiving, what would, what it, what would it feel like? Remember we went to that meditation where you were lying on the bed and you, yep. all the senses matter because that's like a baseline frequency yep. where you are right now. Right. And when I've done that with other women, their frequency was totally different. They had right. a totally different experience. So that's the type of child they would attract. Right. So at the time of conception, everything is very geometrical. And so right. this is this is from ancient Egyptian philosophy. This is from um, all the way back into how God creates consciousness. It's it's math, it's it's geometry, it's and it's the engagement of the senses. So the basic shapes are the circle, the square, and I'm and the triangle, yeah. which is actually this the pyramid, which creates a, you know all these different shapes in a row. Right. So I want to just work with the cube with you today because we're, we're working on the physical like density. And this is right at the conception is like the cube will be created from the circle. Okay. So if you look at all sides of the cube, there's six sides to the cube. Okay. And there's six senses. Right. That's not an accident. So that's a, like that. So I want to go through all the six senses and I want you to begin to almost diary out 
where your senses are and how that you can change them when you're trying to become pregnant and, and when you are pregnant. So let's go through each of the senses Okay. now. So which one would you want to start with? And we're going to look at everything in your life around these senses and how you can upgrade your senses to create that higher frequency. Um, I guess we can start with C. C. Okay. So, and you want to write this down as you go. So tell me what in your life, what you're normally looking at, what does your environment look like? Normally my environment's actually very happy. Um, for the most part from just like waking up to, you know, kind of starting my day here, it's very, it's, it's calm. Well, I created it that way. You know, I try to wake up a little earlier. I try to have my own time. I try to do my own meditation, my own intentions, my own, you know, kind of my own kind of like a half hour Mm -hmm. as much as I can. And then, um, we have two dogs, so they're just, you know, extra, just, you know, fun and playful and lovable. And they're like our babies, you know, now. and then my husband and I try to, if we can, you know, try to walk the dogs together and spend that time in the morning. Um, besides that, like I said, I'm, you know, kind of have a really positive outlook on life. So I'm kind of always in a happier mindset anyways. Um, so when you go to work, I want to, so we're going to look at all the senses as, as they relate to everything as you're moving through the world, right? So when you're at work, so a lot of people, their work environment really affects them. And for you, that's really, really important to talk about right now. So yeah. when you work, what are you looking at and what does it feel like? And how would that environment program you and program the child inside of you? Because what we know now is DNA is programmable, right? Right, exactly. So, so what I is that like and how do you want to change it? So I definitely do want to change it. And I feel like this has been, you know, kind of our battle and our, you know, kind of been the conversation since we've started here. Um, You know, I think I've come to the point where I can kind of, you know, create this barrier, which we have, you know, to make the workspace, you know, manageable for the time being and, you know, protect myself as much as I can. But in reality, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a constant, I feel like it's like a soul, um, depleter. I don't know. I don't know like the right word to say, but it's, um, it definitely is something that, you know, needs to change. Honestly. Okay. So if we can't change it, we're just still talking about vision and the things that you're looking at and also with work, it's how you feel and the people you're just, you know, around. Right. So how can you, if we know for sure, we, we know that you're not going to change for a little while, but we know you want to. Yes. So what can you do to visually make it more stimulating and beautiful when you go in? Like, I mean, as simple as it sounds, but it changes you. Like maybe you could put flowers there. That's true. I, it, it's true because it's like you, people don't want, like if you have a house and you don't like the way it looks. So like a visual thinking about like enhancing your senses and because a, a fully awake individual has completely enhanced senses. Right. It's, it's like a, it's living in another dimensional field where everything is completely alive. And yeah. so if, if we're on our way of attracting that to you, how can you make your world more alive and creative? 
I guess, bring in my peacefulness, which is my house, which is my sanctuary to me. It's my protection, you know, bring pieces of that into my world at work to kind of, you know, provide that sanctuary and that protection, what I have here. Yes. At work. And the other thing I've been doing is, and we spoke about this, is kind of, I, every, not every morning, but pretty much, I put my blocks of, upon my, um, like managers or whoever it might be, and I put their mirrors up to, against themselves. So explain and, that so that people understand what you're doing. Explain like somebody, to, so you're teaching somebody. So when, um, you know, I think in the past I've had more problems because I, a couple of my managers, their energy is just really, really bad. So when we worked together, um, basically one of the protection things that I, you know, that you taught me to help me kind of go through about my daily, um, you know, daily ways is to clear out the energy, but make sure that, you know, I put the mirrors up against the person that is causing me this, you know, negativity or just wants bad energy towards me, bad harm or whatever it might be. So literally every morning, almost literally every morning, um, when I do my meditations, I do kind of just my own, my own kind of aura of a protection energy that I do. And then as well as, you know, as, and I basically close my eyes and kind of, you know, put myself in a visualization as I'm in the office and I say, I block myself from your energy. You know, I put up the mirrors that again, reflects against you, but I still see the light in you and I still see the good in you. Mm-hmm. And then do it to each single one. And literally there's been a shift. Yes. Yes. And because, it, yes, it's obviously to be more manageable and like tolerable. And I'm like, oh, this is great, you know? Yeah. But like that's something like I need to keep doing until, like I said, until, you know, I, I, not figure it out. I know like it, the shifts is happening. I know there's a shift happening. I know there's a lot of things that are going to change. Um, just so you got everyone who's listening understands she puts up mirrors. You can put mirrors up to face you. So, so that no, you're just looking at yourself and no one can see you, or you can face them outward around your aura or around the person. Right. So they can only see themselves when they're with, and their behavior when it comes to communicating with you. Yeah. And most of the time you want people to see their behavior right. when it comes to communicating with you. So it's just on them, not on you. Yes. So that's like been my main, you know, my main uh, kind of go-to. And that's really important with work. And yeah. you can do it around your field <laughs> you're working in because the senses matter in increasing your vibration. Right. 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 Is there anything, so we've gotten like flowers, bringing things in from work to make it more pleasant. So visual seeing, um, I know the flowers, but the other thing is, um, you know, I haven't like really taken any time to like, just like put regular pictures up or anything. Like yeah, my do it. Yeah. And I just did. And I was like, wow, it just creates such a, it's such a just more warming environment. Yeah. More, you know a little softer, a little more welcoming. So, you know, that was the other like small thing. Um, I guess the other ones, what taste. Yeah. So just with the, with the putting up a lot of people who want to leave their jobs 
or want a new job or not are too super satisfied with where they are they're afraid to decorate because <laughs> they're like well then it's like I'm moving in and then it's like, yeah oh, exactly do it so that the better you feel about something the faster you'll be able to move out of it because exactly. you can't go from that negative vibration <laughs> to another vibration that's higher you have to meet the vibration at you know you have to get to that yeah. vibration to go to something better and that was literally my fear for like two years that I've been there, I had not one picture, not one. Yeah. And now you're going to decorate and then you'll get a new job. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, but literally I one, I had not one picture and then like all of a sudden I'm like, shit, I don't know. It just clicked. I was like, I was like, I need to like put something up here. I look like I'm not like, I don't want to work here. Yeah. Because it, it was, I think that that's when we spent, it was bad environment still. Yeah, you know. and seeing is in more, and it's also important with. So, just a conclusion on seeing. Seeing is where do you where do you spend your time? What are you looking at, and what is around you? So, if there's objects in your house that have connection to people that you don't want around, or that have a negative energy, like your grandma or your mom, that's not nice to you, take the picture out. If yeah. you have an object on an altar, if you you will have a whole. I can teach you how to create an altar if you don't know how, but. Don't have anything on the altar that doesn't have significance to you. Right. So everything, ha- and if you have any connection to, you know, people in the past that you don't want around and they gave you a gift, get it out of your house. It's all interrelated. So if go yeah. through your things, it's everything you look at and where do you choose to go and who do you choose to hang out with and who, are, and let's go to, to listening and like hearing and speaking because. Okay. It's really important when you're raising your frequency and you're, let's say you are pregnant now, let's say you have children, let's say, I mean, anyone can benefit from this, but I just love to talk about bringing kids down, but the words that come out of your mouth and the things that you listen to matter yep. and the way that it communicates because everything is God. And so if somebody comes up to me and is like, I have something to tell you, I'm like, oh, it's God speaking. Hi. You know, the bird that walks by, the bird that flies by or the leaf that falls down or the, it's all God to me. And so whenever those things happen, I'm always acutely aware of what is, what is the God is saying to me now. And if you become more aware of those things, like if you're walking on sacred land and a certain bird sweeps by, I mean, this is the way the indigenous lived. And this is the way of the priestess. And this is the way of the old tribal systems of even birthing. And then that heightened awareness can come during pregnancy of like, this is speaking to me. And we've lost that sense because that's a sixth sense. That's that, where am I in this physical environment of this matrix? And how is it speaking to me now? So I feel like I'm almost done with your book and I've gotten to that part of that book where it's just, you know, literally it's just right. Anything you say, do think it's all affecting, you know, it's a connection and it's an affecting, you know, the baby in the womb. And it's just, I don't, I feel like people, and I feel like we always have this conversation. We say that's just such a huge disconnection. There's a huge disconnection and you see it on a daily basis. And it's like, you know, and then sometimes I see it personally with just like my friends who like already have babies and have kids and they were so disconnected the entire time. And they only started making the connection as soon as the baby came out, you know, because the disconnection was with, a lot of like 
nutrition, like, you know, a lot of people are just like, I don't want to gain weight. So I'm going to keep working out. And I'm just like, it's just funny. Like it, that back then before, like we really started getting into this, I was like, yeah, I want to think twice of it, you know, but now I'm like, you know, sitting here and I'm just feel like, I'm like, holy crap. Like it's, it's happening more than we think. And like, it's it's, 95% of the population. So whoever's listening, you're like the 1%. And it doesn't matter to me, like what is important with the books and the things that that are coming through for, for, for mystical motherhood is it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And like, it could be just one person that births something that just comes onto this world. And my whole life could be for that one baby. Right. <laughs> you know, like every book I write could be just for one baby. <laughs> and, and, and then that's okay. Cause that's the way it's supposed <laughs> to be. Does that make sense? And, and so, yeah, it makes sense. But I, I do believe in the next 40 years, if we're really or 400 years, if we're moving into this new type of planetary thing, which is all the yogis are saying, and this isn't me being some creep and weirdo. Ooh, yeah. We're not going to, those people that are living at that type of density, that physical <coughs> aren't going to be able to procreate. And, and it's, and you see like, you know, like, so there, it's going to take a lighter frequency individual to bring this type of energy yeah. that wants to come down to the planet now. Exactly. No, it makes, it makes or not, I don't know, but we won't see until the future. You might as well start working on it now. <laughs> <coughs> it makes a lot of sense. I want to say um, another thing. So remember when basically my trigger was really bad when everybody was like, you know, so social media and everybody around me is like, oh, I'm pregnant. We're having kids. Like I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And I told you that also like my, you know, my sister-in-law, they got, they had a baby out of the whim. My other sister-in-law has two babies. And it used to like bother me every time like we got together for family things, you know, it's always hard. They want to say like all of a sudden, recently I think within like a two-week span it just like I was just I was just more grateful and appreciative to it now you Mm -hmm. know it's like all of a sudden it kind of just um it just kind of switched good like out of nowhere it just healed somewhere inside of you it just yeah something healed Mm -hmm. I know you know all of a sudden I'm just like I'm okay with this you know I was like I obviously like my the ego and the judgment and the hurt and, you know, the, the pain of like not having it, you know, but now just all of a sudden, I'm just like, you know, I love this, you know, this is my family too, you know, like why can't my family too? Yeah. Right. It's my, you know, so why can't I also like, you know, relate in this, like, you know, in the festivities and like the love and like the appreciation of it. What do you, I mean, I think I understand why that happened to you, but why do you think that happened to you? Because I think it's a connection mm-hmm. that I'm making like internally, but, um, you know, you also yeah. have more joy pouring through you. Yes. And you have like, in the positive mind, you're going to find more positive things, but when right. you're in the negative mind, you can, the negative mind, it has, it's so strong. It's really hard to get to the positive mind without using mantra or meditation to get there. Yeah. And yeah. so what you've been doing is you've been doing, you know, your own inner work, that's the mantra and meditation, which is yeah. a positive mind. So you're going to see a lot, everything, you could be in the same situation and it's like seeing the glass half full or half empty. Yeah. Because you exactly. love yourself. Exactly. So like I said, all of a sudden it just like clicked to me and I was just like, 
you know, I was like, this is great. <laughs> and that's a way of enhancing your field too. So, but also with family. So if you, if you're pregnant or, you know, you have to be really careful of the environment you're in. Yeah. And because whatever environment you're in that we know now, I mean, this isn't, no one else knows this yet really, but it's programming the kid, right? So if mm-hmm. you're having somebody who's saying negative things around you and they don't think they're going to stop, walk away. Yeah. Flip away. And Yogi Bhajan says that, I remember a lecture, it was from Guru Jagat, and she was saying, okay, so you get in a fight with somebody, you go head to head and say it's the boss. Yeah. You can't meet that person where you are. And the yeah. number one thing Yogi Bhajan says is just slip away. So when you go head to head with somebody and on anything, this is mom, dad, boyfriend. I mean, it's really hard when you do it, but your ego is going to be like, I'm not doing it. But in order to keep your higher frequency, slip away from the issue, come back three days later. Yeah. Don't ever meet it there. So like, it's just something. So we're still listening on listening and talking and the sensation. So if that's coming in with, if you're talking with family mm-hmm. and anything comes up or you're in a, or a thing in an environmental thing, just kind of start to pay attention to. So like my example is I'm really starting to pay attention to like the level. I'm not in my head so much. I'm trying to listen to the birds. I'm trying to listen to the way that the leaves, you know, the, the, the just wind the most, blows through yeah. the leaves. just like that higher, you know, vibrational yeah. things of like, this is all alive and it is. And so right. if you're in a work environment, what are you listening to? Maybe you want to turn on mantras at work. So I actually do. I, um, so I actually downloaded, I don't know if you heard, but the white sun, white sun gong. Yeah. They, <laughs> so I, I, I bought those. Um, and honestly, sometimes like, cause it's like, you know, sometimes when I'm trying to do things like you'll get like, you know, 20 million things going through your mind, but I literally will put that on sometimes and just go throughout my day. Yeah. Perfect. Like, like or just like, you know, just very soft like mantra or just like you know music yeah and that's going to switch you to the positive mind it's doing so much more that we're not going to get into but so awesome so changing the environment adding something to it so you can it looks better some you know making sure that the sounds around you are high frequency sounds um food tasting like i mean like actually the physical food you're eating the higher vibrational things we've worked on already um I mean, if you go back to that street scene we talked about, I mean, on that street scene would be McDonald's. And then in, you know, in this, in the scene of like walking through the plant energy of a field in the middle of Avalon, what kind of food would that be? It'd be fruit. And so it's no coincidence that, you know, Anthony Williams says that fruit is fertility. Fertility, right. In 10 years, he said, he's pretty right on. In 10 years, that's where they're going to get fertility medicine from is fruit is that they're going to go into the fruit and they're, this is what spirit told him that they're going to go into the fruit and they will make all the future fertility medicine out of fruit. And so eat fruit, but we have a fear of fruit. I know fruit is nature, right? Exactly. What are you eating? What are the, what's the vibration of everything around you? And it's like, that is what's going to keep and maintain this frequency of this child. And so back to touch, and this is really good for your house. So like the, the setup of a house is so important because it's actually the setup of your internal mind. Oh. So they like, if you're have a really, really busy house or you have, 
you know, a bunch of junk or you put right. it in a tapestry and then just like, that's, a, it's cluttered. It's a representation of your inner world. Uh-huh. And so like, it's like in or, like a really creative person. So let's think, I want to teach you another couple things. So when Mozart was creating the, creating his music, when Alicia Keys writes her songs. Yeah. When, um, people the best you know even when she wrote eat pray love what was yeah. her frequency when she was writing that so these are their babies I mean her it had they're probably so high because they're so in tune they're so in tune right and With all of their senses are going to be completely heightened yeah and in order for Michelangelo, let's let's just pretend like we're Michelangelo creating the yeah. system chapel and you're creating that type of child. Right. What I mean, he first off has to see it. He has to hear it. Yeah. So what would the Sistine Chapel see? And what would it sound like? So it sounds like a choir of angels singing. It yeah. sounds like heavenly realms. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, and that's an heightened experience. And then if you're going to see it, we know what it looks like. It's right. beautiful. But he had to capture that before it came. And right. then um, what would it feel like if he's doing it? I mean, he's sweating, sweat, bloods, you know, sweat, sweat and blood and tears and just complete. And then the feeling of it is just complete compassion and production of something that's <coughs> going to last forever. Right. And that's what making this type of child is. Right. It's that heightened sensation of bringing something down. So it's not easy work. No. <laughs> But you have to be that kind of, so if you were to create, so I wanted you to think about, I know this was so much, mm. but if you were to create that type of child, what kind of child do you want to bring down? Cause you can attract what you want. Right. So what does your child look like? And you can think about this for the next week. Right. And, and how do you increase your vibration to do that? And this, I mean, so right now we're just talking about the physical body. So how does that relate to your physical body and your environment? But also then you'd want to go into your mental body and right. then you want to go into your spiritual body and how those senses are all affected. Right, right, right. I'm just writing this down. Okay. Isn't this fascinating? Yeah, it is. But I mean, I can't think of a better way to describe it. I mean, I think you're doing it. I think you're describing it really good. It makes so a lot of sense. If you were to paint, if so, let's pretend like this week you're going to be someone like, I want you to think of your favorite book. Okay. These, the best things you've ever seen. You're like, I absolutely love that. It's almost like you could fill your house with them. So like I have statues of Mother Mary because I'm just really into her right now because she's helping me write this next book, right? Yeah. And I love the way they look and the way they feel and the way they I touch them. So if you're creating a child, you need to go through all the things that you would need to be in order to create that type of child. So is this child going to be sweet like strawberries? You know, is this child going to be angelic? So if it's an angelic child, you're not going to listen. You're not going to watch a movie that's violent. No. You're not going to be no. around people that are mean. Mm-mm. Right? No, you're, that's definitely, a lot of that has like just shifted just like a lot of my, just like music, mm -hmm. my words too. I've noticed that like a kind of my vocabulary has, you know, kind of clear, not, you know, kind of got filtered out and now it's just like, I'm more conscious of it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
definitely a lot more like a lot more just like vegetables and just a lot more you know fruits vegetables instead of meat I never really ate a lot of meat you know but even like um I used to eat like eggs in the morning I had eggs the other day and I just I was was I I don't know I'm just having a a different like palate cleanser as well Hmm, um different foods okay so for me I feel like it's a lot more a lot more kind of like you said angelic but a lot more just like pristine I don't know yeah Yeah, and if you maybe I mean this is I don't know if any of this I mean I do know it's true but I don't know the specific specificity of it or that's the wrong word but like (laughs) let's say you listen to Mozart the whole time you're pregnant would you create that type of frequency in the child I'm gonna say that's a possibility yeah. You know, and so if we go way far into science and start to say, how can I, so what we know from behavioral epigenetics is you can program your DNA. So why couldn't you like, so if we have an idea of the type of, because everyone's going to have a different type of child they want to create. Like I may want to create one that's a healer. So right. maybe I would play mantras that heal the child or that's, a, that's like heal the world. Maybe yeah. you want to bring down and attract a soul that is into science. So perhaps you read books. I mean, this is getting way out there and really, you know, right, right, right. but why not? I mean, you're do, I mean, or cause either you can keep on creating the t- same type of soul that everyone in your family did, or you can be like, well, I, I can just do this for freaking nine months or like a year before and then change the planet. Like it's not that long of a period to feel. Good. No, right. Exactly. But it's just, it's, you know, I think it's the concept of it is just so it makes a lot of sense and I just think it's it's sad and it's also crazy that you know traditional sources of how people are programmed you know it's just like none of this information obviously you know ever comes up well that's why I'm writing it right exactly but but it's just you know I it's but I but I also can see it like if you're not ready for this information you're not going to believe any of it you know you're going to keep going back to, you know, the facts of just like, I'm going to keep going to my doctor and I'm going to go keep going through the tests and I'm going to go through the agony and I'm going to go through the frustration of it all, you know, instead of actually trying to just the same time you put into that is the same time you put into this and get, you know, different results. Right. But that's all of, that's why allopathic medicine exists is because, you know, they don't put McDonald's inside of, you know, huge hospitals on accident. (laughs) They do that. I mean, so they don't like, it's not about necessarily fixing you. It's about, it's a whole nother industry. It's like, why do they, why do they still put, they know vegetable oil is the most toxic thing for you. Why would they put it in our food? You know, they know that GMO plants are not healthy, you know, and in other countries, why do they keep doing it? Well, there's a lot of reasons. There's way beyond this conversation, but as you awaken, you can make the choices of like, oh, I don't have to do it that way. I can be the fifth percent that, or, you know, the one fifth, they they call the one fifth factor of, I'm not going to do it that way. Yeah. No, I agree. Because yeah. It's, was this helpful for you? Did you learn anything that you can no. take away that is will make you think about the like your whole day and how you structure it and what you do? Yeah, it's just like every 
every aspect, especially with the senses, especially for work. I think that's where a lot of people might relate to that because, you know, your work environment, whether it's like bad or good, you know, I think we all want to figure it out, but you know, it's just kind of, everybody's going to be in their different situations. So it's whether they do it ASAP or they take the steps to get it there, you know, they still have to live in that environment. So that helped me a lot with just, you know, trying to figure it out with work and how I can make it a little more, you know, adjustable for me to make it more comfortable so I can keep going on with the day and keep that frequency. So my frequency, just because I leave home, I'm so happy and protected here. And I go to another environment and spend eight hours at work. You know, it's not totally depleting me or causing an extra, you know, offsetting everything that I'm working on here. Right. And so what Katarina is really saying is she wants to maintain the vibration of feeling alive throughout the day. And so she starts her day out with meditations and mantra from the Kundalini heritage, which you can find in mystical motherhood and online. But then she wants to maintain that. And so how do you maintain that higher frequency? Well, you make choices throughout the day to do that. You by the people that you surround yourself with by, you know, the, the, what you put in your office, you know, what the choices you make, do I go to, you know, do I pick these flowers? Do I decorate my office? Do I listen to this type of music? And then also where do I go after work? Like on a Saturday afternoon, it's really, really easy to go to the bar or to go hiking. Right. So the way that you're going to change your, I mean, it's okay sometimes to go to the bar. We're all going to, you know, we're still not past that. <coughs> like it's those choices that add up, yeah. that create exactly. that density, that create that physical density within the body and, or they don't. And it's an, and one thing that I think I see a lot of women struggling with is they may be doing the work and they may be ready for the baby, but then their partner's smoking too much weed. <laughs> Or their partner's not eating the right things. And, and it's reality is like, you can't smoke a heavy amount of weed and try to have a baby and because the sperm's going to slow down. It's just, it's mm-hmm. an or drink. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you have a partner that's not meeting you there, you need to really think about what type of energy you're with. And like Mm -hmm. work with that if it's not changeable. Like if he can't stop smoking weed, which a lot of women I work with, or he can't stop drinking a heavy amount before you get pregnant, you got to think about what's going to happen when you actually have the child. And it's a really good test. And because a lot of women think it's them, the infertility is them and it's not, it's 50, 50. So we, I work with women because they work with you, but, but men, they don't want to look at that, but think about that. Right. Do you have friends that are like that? Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot. And, and it's the same, same concept. Like they don't want to hear it and it's a frustration. And then I see my friends going through, like they're driving themselves crazy. Cause like, they're like the ones booking the appointments for like IVF and fertility and right. all stuff. And I'm like, do you even know if you need that? And they're like, well, no, but you know, nothing's happening. So I need to do something. And I'm like, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like a whirlwind of just like, you know, and it happened actually to one of my best friend, which, you know, they actually just broke up. They were literally about to start IVF. And I was like, the whole time I was like, this is a bad idea, basically. And all of a sudden, you know, it, the whole, it all unfolded of, you know, he, he was cheating the entire time. 
but he was just like a great con artist. You know, she believed everything he was, you know, that was, it was perfect. So. Yes. And sometimes if you're not having a baby with somebody, you're not, I mean, not every time, but there are some cases where, you know, your best friend will tell you, you're not supposed to have a kid with him. I said that to her. Yeah. And you should. And you should, because guess what? Because you can't, we're not going to like that child should not be coming into that environment. And I think if you read in my book, if the mother doesn't want the child, the IQ lowers, but if the father doesn't want the child, the IQ lowers. Yeah. They, I mean, so then you've got an IQ that's lowered by 50% or something, 53%, I believe, by the okay. two of the parents that don't want the child to come through. So you, you're affecting the child immediately. Another thing that really affects a child is when a mother, which I see all the time, this is kind of getting off subject of the senses, but a woman who uses her child as an excuse not to live her life is, a, is causing an effect on her child. So like, mm-hmm. I hear this so many moms, I can't even go to mom groups anymore because they're like, well, I haven't read a book since I had my baby. And I'm like, why are you not reading? Are you okay? You know? And it's like, well, I'm so busy. And I'm like, you're a stay-at-home mom. You can't read a book. And no offense to anyone out there, but you can read a book. Right. And you can have your own passions. And so what that is, is an excuse. Don't use your children as an excuse of your own character, characterological disorders of not being able to function. Well, I see that a lot. Every, yes, I see it a lot too, but it not only hurts you and your self-esteem, if you're listening, if you're doing that, or you know someone, it hurts your child because your child will learn, oh, that's mom uses excuses in life as a form of self-sabotage. Yep. And if you have that in you now, work on it. If anyone's listening that work on it. Right. Do you agree? I mean, when you see a woman like that, it's frustrating. It's like, well, you can get a job if you want one. Exactly. And it's like, well, no, you can do whatever you want. Just take your child with you. Like, I don't know if you want to like go there, go (laughs) get out of the house. (laughs) Right. Go and and enjoy it. Time passes and then they're like, the kids are 18. You're like, well, that was fast. And then you do it again in another life. But. Right. And then I don't know what to do with my life. I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, (laughs) I'm not one to stop living my life just because I have a child, you know, I want to incorporate my child into my, you know, whatever things and, you know, whatever else. And I I mean, it's important to also talk about this because what that does. So if you keep a high vibration, so if you're doing this in this really conscious manner where you, I mean, you're doing it all the way through. So you're keeping high vibration before you conceive, then you're going to do it while you're pregnant. So you know about how important the environment is. And then you're also going to, so now if you take that and you transfer it over to when you have a child, you're going to, you're going to maintain that heightened environment for this type of child, which is another whole book. But like, how do you, so once this child comes out, then what do you do? You know, do you play, you continue to play the mantras, you continue to make, you know, their, awareness, but having those excuses of not being able to live your life fully won't work with these type of kids. No, I agree. And no, and I think that part of your book I'm getting to is like the end, you know, you're like, why not play mantras and why not play soft music? And, you know, obviously they have, what is it? When a baby comes out, there's its frequency and their hearing is just like, it's called the sound ring. Sound ring. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it makes a lot of sense. It makes yeah, so what the sound ring is just so you know I didn't know it when I had my first child and I like don't put them in front of loud you know TVs don't 
don't put your children in front of violence ever, 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 ever. There's no reason. You don't need to have the news playing. Turn it off. No. There's no reason for it because the news is just a fear monger that continually is playing right. in, your house in your mind. So, and so not only are you going to pay attention to this while you're, you know, trying to get pregnant, but also when you have the baby so that you maintain that type of child and they're not, their subconscious isn't programmed to be like ours. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a message. The ratings really, really help boost the podcast. If you need more information, um, please write me at mysticalmotherhood.com. You can go there and find a lot more. You can purchase the book Mystical Motherhood on Amazon. And I look forward to you returning.